it's grayscale. Like, <laughs> bro, she had girl. like a sickness. She has cancer, yeah, man. Dude, like, like and lay and off. He, and he's like, yeah, I like my story better. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm Nate, as always, joining me, my brother, Zach. What up? We're reading Clash of Kings right now, and we are full spoiler. We will spoil the books. That's what full spoiler means. Yes, but we'll also spoil a lot of other things, too, because that's what we've done before as well. We don't really care. So if you've not seen something, you probably shouldn't listen. I don't have any current spoilers. Me either, no. Yeah, so you're safe for now. You're safe for now. But we'll see what happens. If you've joined us before, thank you for coming back. We enjoy doing the podcast. Don't, don't, don't you fucking, don't you start, you motherfucker. Anyway. I'm starting. We like to read A Song of Ice and Fire here and talk about it, analyze it if we can. Because Martin's much smarter than we are. Much, much smarter than one of us. If you joined us last episode, who were we reading, Nate? Arya 4. Arya 4. Yeah, because I have it written down so that I don't forget for once. And what happened in Arya 4, Nate? Arya escaped from this small little holdfast where she had been encountering Amory Lorch, who was putting them to the torch. That's awesome. Amory Lorch putting him to the torch. <laughs> and she ducked out into the tunnel. The barn collapsed on her after she made a daring and heroic rescue for Jack and Hagar. Which is a pretty... So I pose to you this question. Ooh, mysterious. <clears throat> because I came up when I was after we recorded, and I know this is a Tyrion episode, but is that the real Jack and Hagar and he died? And his face just got taken right there? Ooh. And so Arya has not yet encountered a faceless man. Uh, I mean, this guy's talking pretty suave and debonair. Uh, no, it's a good question. Stuff, but, but I mean, regardless of if that's the answer or not, it's a pretty significant moment, and we really didn't touch on it too much. That yeah, that's that's probably the moment. Either Jack and Hagar, if this is him, the faceless man as we know him, or whatever. This is where they latched onto Arya because Arya yeah, made you know, the attempt to save them. him. Yeah, and so it's a. Uh, it is a significant moment, but that's an interesting question, too. Is, Granted, I think I mean, they would need the to recover question, the face. Or it's the whole question the... of why was Jack and Hagar in the Red Cells in the first place. Right. Is, it, is it a plant from the beginning, or is it Cereal Pharrell, as people like to believe? So, Who knows? But... but, yeah, so Arya was in the shit. This episode, we're going to be reading Tyrion 3. Yeah, so on Tyrion 2. Tyrion uh, had made it to King's Landing, obviously, and was doing some ruling. He told Jano Slint to fuck off to the wall. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck off. And Jano Slint uh, beforehand had been trying to get him to raise Alar Deem to the position of head of the Gold Cloaks, yep. commander of the Gold Cloaks. Tyrion wasn't having it, wanting Jason Bywater instead. Who's a badass. And we find out was appointed anyway, and Slint gets shipped off to the wall to give Mormon Tyrion's regards. And he gives Bywater permission to make sure Alardeen doesn't make the voyage. And Throw his ass overboard. So then Tyrion meets up with Varys, and they're discussing Cersei having the bastards of Roberts killed and, and how that's posing an issue because Alardeen had gotten into some issue in a brothel. Not issue. He killed a baby and the mother in a brothel and got some shit for it. And so 
Tyrion's pretty fucked up by this, and Varys is giving him counsel about sort of the treasons. Some people are whispering that there's five kings in the realm, and Tyrion's, him, and, and they answer the riddle and essentially say that power resides where men believe it resides, and Tyrion... Fuck, I had a point to make here. What an idiot. Uh, Tyrion then asks Bronn if he would kill a baby without question for no. him. And Bronn, I'd ask a question. Yeah. How much? And yeah, we get a sense of how callous the world really is, where yeah. Tyrion is kind of... But this episode, this chapter, we open <clears throat> on a very pissed off Cersei Lannister. Stannis's letters have arrived. Fuck yes. Yay. So they're in the small council chamber. It is Peter Baelish, Meister Pycell, Cersei, and Tyrion, yeah. I believe, is the only four that are there. And yeah, Cersei is not fucking happy. No, she's irate. Pycelle explains that the first had reached them through Castle Stokeworth, and the second came through Lord Giles himself. Yeah, and yeah. So Littlefinger points out that if Stannis bothered sending it to those fuck-alls... Well, yeah, because the first one, it was a meister that had received it. Yeah, and brought like, it to them. Yeah, so, like, if these little low lords... And, you know, Lord Giles might be a badass dude, but, like, he's not a... He's not one of the great houses. And if they're getting these letters, you could be damn sure Stannis sent these everywhere else. So Cersei wants every copy burned. Every copy burned. Bam. So that his... No hint of his vile accusations reach Joff's ears or my father's. And we get our first... I mean, the ignorance to assume that these letters are going out and Tywin Lannister... Exists in this world. ...didn't get one or 17. Well, yeah, because he's like, there's no way in hell that one didn't get sent to Casterly Rock, one didn't get sent to Hall. like... And there's no point in burning them. The wine is spilled, there's no use putting it, trying to put it back in the cup. But it might not be as dire as she thinks. He's trying to. So when he says that, she turns on him and calls him witless. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Witless protection. Damn. Not anything to do with witless protection, I guess. But just the fact that it's Cersei telling Tyrion that he is witless. Yeah. When he's the only one currently used. Well. Littlefinger as well is fucking toying some shit, but she's just going on pure emotion. Right well, she's here. puffed up by pride because she goes on saying, "The boy Joffrey, he calls him, and he dares accuse me of incest, treason, and adultery. This is a wound only to her ego because you're guilty, dear sister. Yeah, like, it's only her ego that's blinding. That's why she wants these burned because they're talking shit about her yeah. and Joffrey. Yeah, because he even says right here, thinks to himself that he's astonished at how pissed off she's getting." Over something that they all know to be true. Yeah. Especially her. Like, she's the one doing it. Yeah, and he asks her what he what she would expect Stannis to write. Like, oh, yeah, no, my nephew is the, the true-born heir, and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, he explains good. that he needs, to have a, he needs a claim. <clears throat> if he doesn't have some pretext to justify his rebellion, then the, all the small folk are going to be like, uh, no. Like, why would you think that you get to be king? That, that doesn't make sense. Cersei doesn't want to suffer being called being called a whore. And, and again, his fucking wit, man. I love yeah, this Yeah, why, guy. sister? He never claims that Jamie paid you, Tyrion thinks. But Tyrion then wisely points out, draws attention to the point of the letter that says, done in the light of the Lord. Yeah, which gives old old bitch Pycelle yeah. 
the fucking opportunity to speak up and explain that that's just the common term used from uh, the Valyrian, the, the other cities, where it's a common greeting or not greeting, but term. I mean, used we know what the, the fuck green. it is. I was just trying to <laughs> impersonate Pycelle. Fuck Pycelle. You didn't even do my... a voice. All right, I know. It's just because I was jumbling over my words, and I thought I could get out of it. By, uh, yeah, Pycelle explained, but... you know, acting like, oh, yeah, I, I have the info. But Tyrion's saying that it seems that Stannis has taken up with a Red Priest, that, that we can use that against him, saying that he's forgoing the gods of the men of his men that they've all known and grown up yeah, with. Yeah, so he says that he wants the, the high fucking... Chancellor of the goddamn church. The High Septon? Yeah, I just. Why are you. Well, you the know? High Chancellor? What the fuck fucking yeah, fuck? Like, <laughs> no one Wars. knows what the fuck that is. It's not Palpatine. It could be. It's not. Maybe he will be one day. He gets ripped apart in the Bread Riots. Okay, that's, that's true. So, anyway, he gets urged. They want him to be urged to release the news that. Stannis has foregone the gods yeah. and is like it's tabloid gossip. At yeah, this point. that's it. And uh, Cersei says first, though, she wants the rumors squashed, and anyone who is heard speaking of incest or calling Joffrey a bastard should lose a tongue for it. And old bitch immediately is like a prudent measure. And Tyrion's like, no, that's that's stupid. Yeah, and I, I got the dope to, yeah. yeah, I got the quote. When you tear out a man's tongue, you are not proving him a liar. You are only telling the world you fear what he might say. And I mean, there you fucking go. Like, if you, it, it's a rumor. If you let it, Do you uh, does that make you think of ill in pain at all? With uh, just in general, I mean, like it makes you. I like, mean, it was true what he was saying in every sense. Tywin was the one ruling the realm, so yeah, it's a. I mean, yeah, Ellen Payne is sort of a walking epitome of yeah. that metaphor, and Tyrion says to let the small folk whisper; they'll grow bored of it. And then he even goes on: Does Stannis offer any proof? How could he? When it never happened, and he turns a sweetest smile yeah. towards his sister. So this is when Littlefinger speaks up, and he basically just agrees with Tyrion and says what we should do <laughs> is fight fire with fire. Fire with fire. And he's like, what we, you know, Stannis is kind of a fucking weirdo, <laughs> and so he's married, <laughs> but, you know, we could just say that his daughter ain't even his fucking daughter and that his weird little wife over there is out sleeping around with all sorts of motherfucking yeah. wackos and that Shireen is baseborn. They're, uh, the small folk are always eager to believe the worst, especially of their lords, and so it's not far-fetched, and Tyrion even hates to admit it. Well, yeah, because Cersei, she loves the idea. Oh, she's yeah, like, she's... Who, who should we make Selyse's lover? <laughs> Pour me who, wine. Pour on. me wine right Let's now. Let's do this. Let We're me get my burn book. Mash. I'm getting We're... the burn book. I'm going to get this, This is going to be great. Who should we do this And yes, to? Tyrion hates to, to agree with him, but... Littlefinger's got a pretty good scheme going yeah, on. Yes, so even more discourse amongst Stannis' camp, and it can only help their cause. So And so he suggests perhaps Axel Florent. Well, now, Littlefinger gets savage because, oh, yeah, yeah, Axel so, Florent. So, yeah, now, if you, it was uh, Davos's chapter where we last met Axel Florent mm-hmm. as uh, he was leaving Stannis' chamber and, Fucking what a slob fuck we were saying anyway. 
But for him to be, for Solis to be having a fucking affair with him, yeah. like, that's vile in itself. Yeah, that's gross. And, I mean, they're related as well. I think it's her uncle. Yeah, it's her uncle, yeah. yeah. And Littlefinger laughs. He thinks that's, because Ty- Tyrion's like, you know, and Shireen does, they say, have the floor and ears. Yeah. And so, you know, they came from him, maybe. And Littlefinger thinks that's a pretty, you know, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Let me suggest something fucked up. He gets savage. You know, that Shireen seems to have something in common with a certain one freak-faced, tattooed, motley fuck known as Patchface. Because, you know, he's got motley on his face. She's got her face all jacked up and frozen, and he just fucking goes in on this Yeah, he tells a little anecdote. An envoy from Lys once observed to me that Stannis must love his daughter very well as he had depicted 100 statues of her all along Dragonstone's battlements. My lord, I had to tell him, those are gargoyles. (laughs) And Peter suggests that the more bizarre, the more shocking the rumor, the more likely likely it'll attach to it. So he suggests Patchface, who follows the girl around everywhere anyway, and even looks like her with his fucked up face and Picel is just aghast. Is he really though? <laughs> I think he is because Cersei's heating Littlefinger over him. Yeah, maybe. Fucking, he's just not being in the in the know right now, but Cersei smiled well, the smile she usually well, reserved yeah, for Jamie. Because it says that uh, I think you jumped a little bit from where I wanted. Oh, I, did I? I quoted that, but so... When Pycelle was aghast, he said, at Solis' betting, she would never bet a fool. And Littlefinger replies, well, you'd have to be a fool to bet Solis' Yeah, Florence. he goes in this like, chapter. And I put that we finally get to see Littlefinger actually in action. Because, mm. like, we saw him play in, in Game of Thrones with Ned. But now we have somebody that can see what he's fucking doing. And to see him just coming up with this tale right here, it's like... Fuck yeah, me, well, man. like, I mean, I think his experience, especially with dealing with someone and kind of talking about fucking with someone like Solis, is he gets the experience from Lysa, right. from that crazy yeah. finding her suitors and, like, men to kind of keep yeah. her interested, and it's this disgusting... So, yeah, so I just thought that that comment was just <laughs> Like, these women are just yeah, shit no, on. But he, uh, he also does slip in the, you know... Trying to make it seem like there is actually, because he, he mentions there's always a nugget of truth in every rumor. Mm. The nugget of truth being that they both have fucked up faces. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the I fuck, mean, dude? Valid. And, uh, Pycelle gets all offended. He's like, but her face is, it's, it's grayscale. Like, <laughs> bro, the poor she had girl, like a sickness. She has cancer, yeah, man. Dude, like, like and lay and off. And he's like, yeah, I like my story better. <laughs> You Mine's know, funnier. Sure, but I like mine, and yeah. so will the small folk. Yeah. They, and I mean. then Cersei, yeah, like you said, smiled the sort of smile she customarily reserved for Jamie. Ew. Lord Peter, you are a wicked creature. And a most accomplished liar, Tyrion thing adds less warmly, it says. And thinks this one is much more dangerous than I knew. Yeah. And that's it. We like and uh for first time readers going like the when the blanket was fucking pulled off your eyes when Ned. when uh Littlefinger yeah betrayed, betrayed Ned. Ned 
and then now to see this, see him in action, and then for Tyrion to be like, oh, shit. Like, how quickly he just played on Cersei's anger and everything. Like, and it's nothing for him. He just told a little fucking fun rumor about Stannis. Just started a rumor. And, but Tyrion uh, says that this can't come from them. Like, it's a self serving lie. Yeah, yeah. So nothing good can come from them revealing it. But. Littlefinger's got an answer for that. He can disperse them through the the rumor through his brothels, and Ferris can also probably assist with his little birds. And I think it's interesting that there's this small exchange where Littlefinger and Tyrion exchange glances, and Cersei doesn't notice. And I think that's super telling that she's not noticing the second level that's yeah, yeah. occurring in this room right now between apparently only Tyrion and uh, Littlefinger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Pycelle, maybe. I, well, I'm not he's entirely a, he's counting. He's an informant. He's not. I mean, yeah, he's I trying think he's to pay spineless, attention, but and he's got his appearance. He's more but reactionary he's not, to Cersei yeah, than anything not. else. And so, yeah, uh, talk turns to Varys's absence from this council meeting, actually. And Tyrion actually happens to know exactly where Varys is. Yeah, because Pycelle even comes. I don't trust. Well, of course, that, yeah, boy. I don't trust the eunuch. But yeah, Tyrion knows exactly where Varys okay, is. Boomer. But. The small council didn't need to know, and so Tyrion gets up excusing himself, and Cersei's immediately like, where are you going? Hmm? Hmm? King's business? Is that what you're going to do? And Tyrion says that he's having a gift made for Joffrey, a little chain he's having forged, and... He has chains. Too many that he can't even wear them all. Well, I am making him one that I feel he will cherish above all others. So... Yeah. I mean... Obviously, as a reread, we know what happens at Blackwater, but... Yeah, the chain to go across. Well, I think that's uh, because some of our listeners, as we know, are reading for the first time. So that's a difference between the show and the book Blackwater, and that's uh, oh, the chain isn't there. The chain is not. Oh, in the no, show no, we're full spoiler, man. That's, like, well, I that's, didn't no, no, that, that's that what that I'm saying. Is, so, so yeah, yeah like, there's this a is, chain, and I mean it's it's interesting that it's already like we're getting hints like this. Like cause yeah, your yeah. First read through, yeah, you're like, oh, he's making him a bobble. Like, well, that's uh, it. Well, because he mentions like, and then when he, you know, we're gonna get into the yeah, where we go later. they reveal the big links, but yeah, you don't really. I forgot that they don't use the chain in, in Battle of Blackwater because that's how he keeps them in yeah. when he fucking hits them with the wildfire. And this is a fucking genius tactic was getting this chain built, and he rushed it. He stopped all Cersei's stupid shit for this. And yeah. so it's definitely a hu- She doesn't even understand how much this will... Help them? Yeah, save win them. them the battle, man. But Bronn waited for him outside and tells him that the smiths are all in his audience chamber waiting for him. And so Tyrion tells him he wants his litter prepared because he'll be leaving as soon as he's done dealing with them. So he heads to his chambers. And in his chambers, his squire, Podrick Uh, Payne. So he greets the the Moon brothers that are guarding his door. But yeah, Podrick Payne is laying out his clothes. I heart Podrick. Shy boy. Podrick's one of my favorite characters. Tyrion's pretty sure he was inflicted at him, on him by his father as a joke, as we discussed in book Joke's one. on you, Tywin. He's a fucking gem. A more loyal squire that has never been. But uh, Tyrion dress, gets dressed, I just wrote, in a pimping outfit. He's pimping. looking regal Yeah, as fuck. so I didn't really go too much into detail with it either, except that he had the gold chain Like, he's kind of living his best life that's in it. Well, that's king's it. hands. He's, he's loving being but in he, hand, because he's, he's wearing this chain, like I said, that... It's hands made of gold clasping each other, like something that only the hand should be wearing, 
but he is doing good. Like, yeah, yeah, he's no, he's actually doing he's good for what the Ned city. Stark would have like Ned Stark had the you know the Warden of the North. Like if he could play the game, he would be what Tyrion is now in this regal. He almost you almost forget he's a dwarf when he's yeah, coming in that's because it. of the power, and I think he does too. It's sort of this head high that he's on. He's thriving in this environment. Him and Littlefinger doing their exchange and on Varys top of Cersei and, like, and yeah. having Varys out of the meeting. And Tyrion knows where they are, but he they're knows, all yeah. like, where is he? And does Littlefinger know where Varys is? Most likely. Fucking probably has some idea. But Who really knows? Yeah, it's and, just yeah. the layers that we get fucking displayed here are right. amazingly good. So yeah, so we get we follow Tyrion into his... Uh, his council chamber, his audience chamber in the, yeah. the hand of the, the tower of the hand, and he gets announced. Yeah, and he loves it. He he's, loves and it that's again. he's yeah. just like fuck yeah. This is sick. This is what I'm talking about. And he ends up just showing them the uh, the because there's a bunch of Smith yeah. He, workers he just bound. walks in. He's like, I'm not here to waste time. Yeah, this is what I want. And he drops out three massive chain links onto the floor, and he says, Whatever you're doing right now. Don't fucking bother. This is what you're working on now. I want a thousand more like these. I want every single fucking apprentice, master, journeyman, fucking... I don't give a shit. If they know how to work metal, you need to be working on these now. And, you know, they kind of... A couple of them are yeah, like... Yeah, Ty- Tyrion picks one out, Iron Belly, and asks yeah, if he can well, lead. Yeah, because he steps forward and is like, oh, these are... We could do that. But he says, what about the, the mail and swords that the queen had wanted? And Tyrion says, the chains come first, and I promise no harm will come to you that my sister yeah, threatened. Because th- she was going to smash their hands if they... Didn't meet the quota. Yeah. And so yeah. another Smith, yeah. though, puffs up and suggests that this is beneath him. Salorion. He crafts master armor, and he'll craft something for Tyrion. He suggests a fine armor with a demon's head helm. So that way men will fear him as he rides into battle, and Tyrion thinks a demon's head. What does that say of me? And I just Dude, really like mm-hmm. that with, I, uh, the, I, with the imp nickname that well, he has. It. And then it's just very you're you're daring to basically call him an imp to his face. Like, yeah. But at the same time, Tyrion is the one who claims that he wears this as a be- like what better thing to have than yeah. this fucking snarling demon imp fucking helm. But is it? I mean, like I just have this image of like Tyrion donned in this, sitting doing what he's doing, and it becomes this whole like of his villain trajectory sort. Well, of. Well, that's where I was gonna go with it next. Is though, if he eventually dons this this mask of this demon, like. He could get to a point where he is without well, it's actually, like the hound. and I mean figuratively, it's the like, hound no, helmet exactly with the legacy that, that basically gets. he puts the hound helmet on and he becomes the imp exactly yeah and like then he, he just goes savage that, yeah he becomes that cruel ruler and so he tells him you will make the chains or you will wear them and leaves without another word yeah, just stands and up I love and then it. He's like, boss ass mic drop deuce bitches and so Bron again waited by the gate with his litter and some of the black ears to escort them and Tyrion we get had done much to help the food situation yeah, yeah. in the city yet was always met with accusing yeah, eyes because at this point he's he's gotten carpenters to stop building catapults per Cersei yep. and start making fishing boats so that they can get out in the fucking water start fishing some shit because we don't have any boats here he's uh, opened up the Kingswood saying if there's anybody that was da- to willing to cross the yeah. river like you're more than welcome to go out there and hunt some fucking game and like he's doing some good in the fucking city, man. But they still blame him, and so he thinks that the litter helped shield him from all of that. 
and he gets in and just starts reflecting on the morning's events and thinks that Cersei, in her ire, had overlooked the true significance of Stannis Baratheon's lettered. What had mattered is he named himself King, and what on earth would Renly think of that? And so I really think there's an important significance to the fact that Renly announced first, like... Because it's setting the precedence of, like... What's an unimportant significance? Did I say an important significance? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that is kind of redundant. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But anyway... A significance to the fact that Renly... Because, like, it's sort of this basis now of, like, what's Renly going to think of Stannis' claim? I think it's funny that, A, he's an afterthought. Like, the Renly Renly thing, yeah. But, B, it's... uh, I see it more as a... Hmm... This should be not more like, oh, well, I wonder what Renly But, you know, no, I, I just, I in knowing Stannis as the proud man, like, this is the very thing that would irk him. It's like, what does it matter what Renly thinks? Yeah, he, like, it, true. And so, like, just the fact that Renly announced is, is first, yeah. like, is what already has Renly in Stannis's head a little bit because he questions like this come up and it shouldn't matter because Stannis is the elder brother. And so it's just fucking great writing on George's part but he looks out the window of his litter just trying to sort out he starts playing a little game of yeah. trying to pick who, the indifferent informers out and realize thinks that the ones who look most suspicious are likely innocent it is the ones who look innocent that I need to beware and I mean that's King's Landing that's, yeah, that's I mean, the, I, that's yeah. the mentality Ned Stark needed to have but that's and, also the paranoia where and that's absolutely you, will have, the you won't find anybody because and it, I also th- found it similar to Ned actually when Littlefinger pointed out mm-hmm. the guards and was like, that one? You see that one? You no, see that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. And so I kind of thought of it like that, but uh, Tyrion doesn't need the the point. He can pick some out. Not all of them, clearly. Yeah. But So the roads are pretty congested, and it, Tyrion starts to drift off to sleep. So while he steals a cat nap... We, we slipped are, in a meeting. We're going to slip in our meeting, so we'll catch you real quick after that and probably arrive at a brothel or something. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. Oh, right. It's like you've read this before. Who knows? That's too much silence. Welcome to the small council. What's going on, everybody? Why are you still staring at me? We're in the small council now. Because I'm giving you the My silence. My phone's going off. This is weird. Like, things are happening. He always yells at me that I don't put enough silence, and then I give him silence, and he yells at me again. I just never win. This is what I deal with, listeners. Anyway, welcome to the small council. We just have some quick stuff we want to share with you guys real quick. We got a muff fucking review on iTunes that we need to shout out real quick like yeah and then we'll share with you how you can reach out to us and you know express how you can do do this also and so this comes finally from our friend in france i i was just gonna do some trumpets but i don't know why that felt anticlimactic whatever so this is from julian uh 25 uh via apple podcasts I recommend this podcast. Nate and Zach are playing nice co-hosts that funnily get at each other's throats. You're playing. Oh, I was going to say you're nice, but that would be a compliment. Mm -hmm. Fuck. They share the thoughts, but don't patronize the listeners, and even include those by reading their contributions during their podcast. Hey, look at that. It's it's like a fucking break in the wall there. It's all like meta shit. We're reading about how we read about reading 
about how we read. I Thanks went. for the review, Julian. It's, it's a review inception. Uh, appreciate it, though. Yeah. We love it. So if you would uh, like to write in to us with the inductees, which is also something we do every episode. At the end of the episode, usually. Yeah, you can write in anywhere, whether you are on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, you got mad at me last episode when I said every social media Every platform. social, because we don't have, like, TikTok. Well, we're I know, on, yeah, no, we're, we're not, not on, on it, Can we be on Pinterest? Is that a thing? Is, like, people follow on that? I don't use that either. I don't know so, what like, Pinterest is, dude. Cool. So there's a lot that we are not on, but, but we are on a few of them. And if you would like to write to us, you can do so. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. We are on Twitter. I am Nate, and I am on Twitter <laughs> at Manners Without. Zach over here is at Carstark92. The Twitter is the same as Nate's Twitter. Uh, the Twitter, 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 Twitter. Oh, Twitter, my Twitter. fucking God. <laughs> the Instagram is the same as Nate's Twitter at Manners Without. I got there in the end. We also have the private Facebook group, which you can get access to via Patreon. Yep. Patreon.com slash Manners Without. And we have sweet bonus episodes over there. If you want to help support what we do, make it so that we can continue doing what we do, doing, doing. upgrade this shitty equipment we got going on, then head on over there. You can throw us some money. You can also do that through PayPal, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know, we're not just Whoa. <laughs> reaching. Slow down. But anyway, you can also leave us rates and reviews on, uh, we have this neat little link, ratethispodcast.com slash brotherhood, and that will send you to any of the platforms that are workable on your your device, and you can leave us a review, you can rate us, and it's pretty cool. Devices are cool. Devices are cool. Sweet. You're annoying, (laughs) and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of you in this small council. Well, I still need to give my withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com so that people can send me emails, and I can write to them. Me emails. I check the email, too. Oh, I guess that's that's true. Yeah. I should change the password. (laughs) Fucking goon. Anyway, we'll let you get back to the episode, so thanks for listening. Juice. Have fun with Tyrion. So almost an hour later, they arrive at a brothel, and Bronn kind of laughs, saying, Shay isn't enough for you, and Tyrion says that she's pretty enough for a camp follower, but I am no longer in a camp. Little men have big appetites. And, he says, I'm told the girls here are fit for a king. This house was a favorite of Robert's. I loved that Bron was like, wait, Joffrey's old enough? Yeah. What? And, Which yeah. then plants that idea into Tyrion's head. Yeah, yeah, he is indeed old enough. <laughs> and so inside, a woman with flowing silks and ebon skin greets him, introducing herself as Shataya. Shataya. She's fucking cool. Yeah, she's badass. I bet she's hot as fuck, because look at her. She's just all sexy up there in her silk gowns and, like, I'm scared. all flowy at fucking Tyrion. I she's like, you can't handle me. this shit. So, she's a badass bitch, is yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, Tyrion, they, they have some snarky back and forth where Tyrion tells her that names and titles are dangerous, and she recognizes him as the Hand of the King, and yeah. he has to see some of her girls. and so from- She escorts him through this lavish Hell just yeah. gorgeous mansion of a building and just get, he's just showering her with compliments throughout and then you they know. do some creepy voyeurism because from behind a mirror screen they look unseen upon these different mm. girls that she starts 
pointing out, and Tyrion really starts thinking that maybe Joffrey could use a fucking visit here. But Chataya explains that because uh, she points out her daughter sitting yeah. in there, and Tyrion's like, oh. Yeah, and she explains why it's okay for her daughter to be in here learning the arts of love. Because uh, in the Summer Isles, it is respected and honored even if you do it well so yeah and many of the highborn youths and maidens after their first flowering are sent to serve in pleasure houses as an honoring to the gods and <laughs> Tyrion uh he's like uh, um how do, he asks how that honors the gods and she says well the gods give us voices to worship them hands so we might build them temples and they give us desire so that we might mate and worship them in that way and Tyrion says, well, if all it takes to pray is my cock, then I'd be a hell of a lot more religious. And, F-A, like, Connor. you know, fucking, I, I, I can't disagree. I can't say that that's an inaccurate statement. And so he says that he'll accept her suggestion of her daughter. And they meet at the foot of the stairs, and her name is... Alalaya? Should I have interrupted you there? Yeah. Atayaya. Atayaya. There's a T in there? Atayaya. Yeah. Atayaya? Not too many yayas. Too many yaya <laughs> sisterhood? No, there's no sisterhood here. I mean, maybe there's a sisterhood, but. <laughs> yeah, it's Atayaya. Atayaya. Now you got me fucking stumbling. I was doing just fine. Alayaya. Yeah, there's no T. It's not a T. Alayaya. Oh, yeah, I wrote it as Alayaya. I pointed to Varys Fuck me. We've said this too many times. Alayaya uh, takes him by the hand and leads him upstairs to a bedroom. And they sit on the bed and they chat for a second. And she tells him that what he seeks, he will find in the wardrobe. And this part of the chapter felt like extremely fantasy to me. Where, like, it's this secret chamber in the yeah, in yeah. the brothel. Like, Well, no, and that's it. That's the, that's the low fantasy that people, like, forget about in this this world and it's very much that these are those secret tunnels and those like mm-hmm. fucking because he goes over to the wardrobe and like after kissing her on the hand and thanking her for yeah. you know he like slips his fingers into the back of the thing and finds like a secret latch oh, yeah, that like, fucking yeah. drops this fucking and it's, and it's very like Indiana Jones <laughs> or like just whimsical and there he is face-to-face with Varys. Yeah, candle he, in hand, Varys. He recognized him immediately. Is it because he's seen this before? I don't know. Because has Ned seen this form? I think so. Because I feel like this one visited him in the, the black cells, I but I forget. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And I think this might be the form that... Did we f- decide that Varys took uh, Gendry to the... Or we learned somebody... Who, who did we learn did that? Took Gendry to get the fuck out of the city. Oh, uh, Varys. It was Varys. Yeah, so he, I think he was under this disguise in that yeah. when he did that. Yeah. Uh, he did not look at all like himself. A scarred face and dark stubble showed underneath a steel cap with a dirk set at his waist. And Tyrion asks if he truly believes that Chataya can be trusted. And Varys says that he trusts nothing in this fickle and treacherous world. But Chataya has no love for the queen and knows that she has you to thank for ridding her of Aladim. And so that's interesting because now we know where the brothel was that Alardim was murdering yeah, exactly. motherfucking babies. And so, yeah, Varys heads off down the tunnel 
and Tyrion notes that even his walk is different. Varys is committed. Yeah, man. Well, even not just the walk, but he smells of garlic, mm-hmm. not the usual lavender, so he's not perfumed. So, yeah, he's got it down, man. And Varys, because Tyrion's like, so uh, the fuck's a brothel doing with a secret tunnel, man? Yeah. And Varys explains there was a, another hand that wanted to enter these types of establishments but hadn't couldn't just do it through the front door like yeah. Tyrion can. And so this was made for them. And when Chitaya bought the establishment, I don't know if she's owned it since that point or inherited it, but she's kept the secret very closely guarded. Yeah. I also like that as they're walking, Tyrion mentions that. Uh, like, oh, I don't think any of... Cersei's followers yes. spotted me. And Varys, like, kind of almost shitting on him, is like, oh, I'm pleased, as some of the Queen's spies are mine, and unbeknownst to the Queen, and I'd be very upset to think that they had grown sloppy enough to be seen. Where, like, I think he's, A, one, revealing that he's got spies among Cersei, yes. but two, like, shitting on Tyrion. Like, at this point, bro, you should be able to travel unseen. So, like, I'd hate to think that, like, oh, gosh forbid you got spotted by the Queen's fucking... So just the the light air of it in the seriousness of the situation. Like, yeah, so I made I skipped my own note there that uh, about that. I I thought it was more of like Varys giving him a hard time. Oh, you didn't find because Tyrion was like, yeah, I didn't see anybody. Nobody was. He's like, that's good to know that uh, my gar- my spies are still doing their job well enough that you can't even... Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. He's, he's shitting on him, but, like, it, it, it's just so out of place, this kind of humor, like, in such a tense situation. I mean... That's what makes me think that the last line is so endearing. Yeah. But uh, he tells him that the secrecy isn't for naught because they know you're here, so it, 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 sooner or later someone's going to find out you're here, so it's better just to err on the side of caution. And... Yeah, they emerge eventually from a... Well, because Tyrion mentions... Uh, oh, no, you're correct. My bad. Didn't yeah. mean to interrupt you. Yeah, they emerge from in a stable. Yeah, at the back of a stable. And Tyrion... Uh, or Varys begins saddling. They, they decide on what Tyrion's going to yeah, ride. And, he... and tell him he's... It's easier to hide you as a child. They're, they're more common than dwarves, so... Yeah, he covers them in a cloak. You're going to be that. And then, uh, what I was going to interrupt you, thinking that I had, you had skipped, Tyrion mentions Stannis is naming himself king. And Varys... Uh, I know. Yeah. Duh. Obviously. I have six of the letters right here. <laughs> he didn't pull any letters out. But yeah. I would imagine he did. Would. Could. But Tyrion mentions... He asks him, like, I wonder how he arrived at the suspicion that my sister was involved with incest. And I wonder. Maybe he read a book. You know, that was in just... Looked at a bastard's hair color, as Ned Stark and John Aaron did before him. Or perhaps someone whispered it in his ear. And Varys's laugh here was not his usual giggle, but deeper and more throaty. But Tyrion, at, like, essentially assuming it was him, and Varys is like, no, it wasn't me that told Stannis. Like, Why would I tell this secret? I've held on for so long, like... Besides, all the bastards are there for everyone to see themselves. Yeah. So it is one thing to deceive a king, and quite another to hide from the cricket in the rushes and the little bird in the chimney. Like I just love that line. I hate the way he talks in such a magical way. And he says that Robert fathered eight bastards, to my knowing, and all the bla- babes, 
even though the mothers were different hairstyles, were black as raven yeah. hair. Yeah, and Tyrion, because this is news to Tyrion. He's kind of like, oh, shit, the bastard's hair and all that, learning the genealogy yeah. shit that, you know, even Ned figured that out. Like, granted, it was with a lot of help and prodding from people that wanted him to figure it out. And then again, the dark humor. He says an ill, uh, uh, in regard to the hair, an ill omen, it would seem, as they're being killed off now, but... So when Joffrey, Marcella, and Tommen came out each as golden as the sun, the truth was any easy for any man to see who truly looked. And Tyrion thinks that if she had just born one child from her husband, it there... would have been enough to disarm the suspicion. But no. she couldn't. She couldn't stomach him. Couldn't do it. Which I can't blame her. For, you know, he he's valid. So Tyrion asks, "Was it Littlefinger who let it slip?" And there's like, I named no I, name. I said n- no one. And, yeah, Tyrion delivers a pretty great line. Did you write down the line? Or do you want me to just sum it up as best I Oh, God, here? yeah, no. Tyrion mounts up, and he, he says, uh, Why, Varys, sometimes I feel as though you are my best friend in King's Landing, and sometimes I feel you are my worst enemy. How odd. I think quite the same of you. Which is interesting to me, Varys repeating that. Ah, that's the end of the chapter, blah. Yeah. But Varys repeating that back is interesting, thinking of Tyrion as both his best friend and his worst enemy. Like, I think it's because he knows the intentions that Tyrion has, but he understands that if Tyrion ever turned his attentions towards Varys, th- he could pose a problem. Yeah, if he finds out what Varys' ultimate goal is yeah. with Fagon and such. Or... I even could see it as Varys seeing the potential of Tyrion becoming the imp and, and actually right. Well, be, that's what I mean. That like, that, well, that's what I was that. thinking more of. Uh, if like he actually, because Varys just knows power. how Tyrion's been treated by his father and his sister. Like he knows that he's shit on, and so it could almost be this: I see greatness in you, but greatness can also lead to either side of the scale. There are great men who are evil. They do terrible, terrible things. Terrible. But great. Yes. But and so, yeah, I just really liked Varys repeating it back to him and saying that, yeah, you, you're you the same. I fear you and think you could be a great aid. And so that was Tyrion 3? Yeah, sure. Inductee? Podrick. <laughs> I mean, I don't really have any reason For to. For laying out just, those clothes, I man. I just love Podrick because he's, he's – I just love that he, he starts out at this point. He can't even look up off of his feet. He's so – just Podrick, man. He's fucking Podrick, and it's Podrick, so Podrick. Word. Mine's going a little finger, because we, as you mentioned, we actually get to see him play yeah, and play yeah. among an equal and action. equal one in the room with him, but someone who was able to pick up on the, the what he's doing yeah, and so, how easily he manipulated Cersei. Now, I think it's fun, though, to see Cersei in this light for a while where it's very everything just seems very emotional very anger driven and it is but eventually we get to see exactly what she's thinking and why she's coming out with this shit and see the motivations behind it as opposed to just oh i'm angry oh you slighted me yeah yeah yeah, no there is you see the the reasoning and especially with her believing herself fucking tywin incarnate right but Littlefinger just fucking shadows everything she tries here, and it's so good. Like, he just plays her. He yeah. plays her like fucking Lysa Aaron, man. Yeah, and this is the this is the, the primo stuff, man. This is the Game of Thrones being played, and 
You've got the fucking the losers like Picel, the informers that just have nothing. You get the people like Varys who come and go, and you don't know where they are, but someone knows where they are, but is that really where they are? And then you get people <laughs> like Littlefinger who's just telling you what you want to hear, but it's also what he needs to hear and what the person down the street yeah. wants to fucking hear and is going to like kill someone to hear. And it's just really good stuff. It's wild and crazy, So kids. we did get a write-in from... The French Fry. The French Fry Julian. And says how much he really enjoys these Tyrion and King's Landing chapters. And that's the Game of Thrones, A Song of Ice and Fire. Yes, I know. Spirit all the way. And he likes the lines only because you're guilty, sweet sister. And this one is more dangerous than I knew. Good stuff. Um... He's got a lot to say about this one, but I'm going to just uh, skip down to the inductee. He says, Today I won't be as original as my inductee is Tyrion. Yeah, I know the mischief champion Peter or the bold smith might deserve that. And meh, maybe one of you guys will induct Baelish. So Tyrion all the way. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> and he goes on to say, Valo Dwarfarius. Valo Dwarfarius. So thank you, Julian, for writing in. Uh, I mean, Tyrion's my boy. Like, of no, course yeah, I love watching Tyrion get I mean, pin around King's Landing. We always feel that way, the same way when we induct the the point of view character, that it's just, it feels like it's the cheap way out. Yeah, but. but it, God damn it, if they're good, they're good, they're man. Good. You can't help and it. So Tyrion's it's definitely nothing good. but good here. Yeah, and then. Uh, we see you sneaking in a few extra inductees there. Yes, slipping them in there. This all guy's right. cool and that guy. Right. No, we do the same thing. It's all right. But, uh, but thank you for writing in. As yeah. always, remember, if you would like to submit your own inductee, we are always taking those. Even if we've already read the chapter, we'll read it out on the small council. Otherwise, coming up is Tyrion 3. No, this is Tyrion 3. Wow. I was reading my notebook, and I was reading from the last chapter. Brand 2 is next. Brand 2, and then after is another Tyrion. Tyrion chapter. 4. That's why I'm getting so. Yep. Is it 4? It's still not three. Sure? Okay. Yeah. And so after Tyrion four is Sansa two. Sansa two. And then we get Arya five. Arya five. Bra. Look at us so, knowing the episodes that are coming up. Yeah, for the first time ever in our. So what, write us inductees for those. Write us inductees for this. Write us inductees for past ones. And get excited for our super secret episode coming up that's featuring something super awesome. <laughs> yeah. Ballard to Harris. Peace.